special BAFTA bonus episode of the 52 Week Film Project. We are going to take a moment now after just having sat down and watched the BAFTAs live this evening on Sunday the 11th of February. Oh no mate, it's the... Sunday it was the tenth. It is now Monday morning. Yes, I know. And this is still a better intro than Joanna Lumley's intro to the Baftas. Oh my gosh, wasn't she terrible, mate? It was awful. It was so bad. It was so cringy. You like her? I, I really like her. I can't stand her. <laughs> um, I find her so annoying. I don't understand why she gets so much praise. I'm sure I've completely missed when she was in some really incredible films absolutely fabulous films i think you said earlier well, no, absolutely fab- film. well no absolutely fabulous is a tv show that was on in the ni- in the late 90s i believe early right. 2000s and was groundbreaking and she was great in it and she was also i believe one of the original um charlie's angels or the defenders or one of those or crazy Baywatch programs or some shit. yeah those original not baywatch <laughs> come on jay <laughs> but anyway point being her hosting the BAFTAs was, I mean, it's still probably better than Kevin Hart would have done the Oscars in a few weeks, but it wasn't good enough. She said, she said a joke that was that says um, I, that I heard the Black Klansman did well at the Clan Film Festival. Is she is she meaning Cannes Film Festival? Yes, yes. She was doing the Cannes Film Festival, but oh, it wasn't. I can't believe she said that. It was so bad. I can't believe she said that. But anyway, we thought we would just, right after watching it, recap some of our highlights, go over what our predictions were and what we got right, what we got wrong. Um, and we thought, yeah, we'd, we'd open with just some of the weirdest, some of the funniest moments from the BAFTAs. So, I mean, there was a moment in the BAFTAs where they had astronaut acrobats um, and I couldn't tell whether it was the most impressive thing I've ever watched or the strangest thing for an awards evening. It was very odd. Also, first man being featured uh, like as the as the beginning one is odd yeah. because that film has not come come like been a big presence in the uh, award ceremony at I'm, all. I mean, other than when Claire Foy came up as a nominee for leading actress, I can't remember another time first man was mentioned this evening. No, apart from oh, apart from like special effects or CGI or, yeah, or stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but, exactly, exactly. Um, it was it was fun the Cirque du Soleil um, weird first man Cirque du Space. <laughs> the worst joke <laughs> I've ever heard. Um, it was fine, but it was very very. Stagnant, like it, they did. They didn't do much. They did the same. Don't get me wrong. The the flips that they were doing on these weird poles, these bendy poles, were great. Mm. But they did the same thing over and over again for about five minutes. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, come on, add some fire. Adds. You always have to add some fire. Um, what else have I got that's um from, funny from this awards evening? At some point, I believe it was for. I believe it was um. Was it was supporting actor Timothy um, um, Lakeith Stanfield does this does this clap, and it's a clap where he just he claps completely it, vertically like he's doing that sort of like a sh- baby like, shark. It's a complete baby shark. It was he baby shark clap, didn't he? It was Fucking it was amazing. I, I love them. There was also a weird joke about that Joanna Lumley made at Steve Coogan's expense about him helping her out of a dress one time, and it, like his face, he like creased. Inwards, I know. Like, I don't think a guy could be more embarrassed. Um, having said that, when she when she made a reference to Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali, they had cut the camera cut to them, and it was this really adorable moment where they were like sat one behind the other, and they like held their held each other's hands out and like did a, like a nice handshake and everything. That was really sweet. I mean, for the awards evening, that there's there was two very sweet things that happened. It was one. Letitia Wright winning, but um, she her speech went on. I, 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 she did start preaching most of her speech. I would say, um, 
and that was fine. But she, was, I'm very happy she won. She completely deserves it. But then when Andy she's said, crazy, heavy on the praise in Jesus, very she? heavy on the praise in Jesus. She she preached. She just preached in case, just any, just in case anyone that watched the BAFTAs misunderstood. God is the reason Letitia Wright won the E.E. E. Rising Star Award. No one else. God. It was God, God, and, and God, some God. Jesus. Yeah, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Um, but then, yeah, Andy Serkis like came out and was like, "Oh, woo, Letitia!" And I was like, "That's great." Um, Elizabeth Debicki and Michelle Rodriguez presenting what, and like the original 15, screenplay. Their fifteen foot height difference. The fifteen foot height difference. <laughs> the fact that Michelle Rodriguez was like itching her arm throughout the whole of it, and was just sort of like holding her arm weirdly. Yeah, like waiting for her next fix. Yeah, she was not happy with being there at all. Um, what else happened that was really, really Gary fun? Oldman was really uncomfortable. Gary Oldman said he, like he five like, words. He kind of like shimmied Olivia Coleman to the table as if she didn't know what to do when she got up there on stage. <laughs> um, I just talking about the fashion of the evening um, because you know I'm going to give that standpoint. Um, Olivia Coleman looked stunning. Um, um, I don't know how to describe what she was wearing, but yes, it was stunning. Well, she had a beautiful cape that was sort of square, it was a square rectangular cape, and it just looked great. Um, also, the other one is Viola Davis had a massive bow on her dress, <laughs> and it was huge. And I was like, wow, that looks great. Um, the the trends of the evening were black and white, classic. I'm not going to lie, though, I definitely feel like with the BAFTAs, no one really cares as much. Like, it doesn't get the same level of coverage as the other award shows. So, like, Timothy Sharp. Got like loads of praise at the Golden Globes for that weird kind of satchel thing that he wore on his on his shirt, right? Mm. That looked like kind of gun holsters. Um, and he was just wearing, I don't know, like a, re- a relatively regular but colourful suit this evening. I just feel like no one really tries to make a statement when it comes to the BAFTAs. No. But they really do with the the American awards. It feels like they're trying to go like classy and a bit more comfortable. You can also tell that it's the one that people from like across the pond can't necessarily be bothered to attend. Like, for example, Emma Stone wasn't there tonight. Lady Gaga wasn't there tonight. Um, and when the nominations come up, when they're about to be announced, it's like it, the cameras obviously zone in on them. And it's really funny because it's like they'll announce the winner of of a certain category and you'll see all the reactions of all the others, except for Lady Gaga. And it's just a photo of her face yeah. that doesn't move. So it's like she doesn't win the award. And her face just remains. Yeah, it was <laughs> really exactly the same. Um, there were two Brexit jokes. Um, they were fun. Uh, I think they got bigger laughs than like the whole evening entirely. Like no mm. one laughed about this. I think the only other big laugh was when Will Poulter tells a bad joke and then says, that, "That's a joke there." Um, and then that, that was when the uh, there was not a very funny award show at all. I think Olivia Coleman when she won oh, le- yeah. leading actress, she was unintentionally funny. But I, th- I always feel like her unintentional humour. She knows she's being funny, so she carries on doing it. So like she got up on stage and she'd written some notes on what she wanted to say, but she couldn't bloody read them because her eyes were steaming <laughs> up. So she was like struggling to read them and making a figure of that. And it was really sweet, wasn't it? It was a really, it was really nice really moment. I'm I, I'm so proud of her. But if we go on to the awards and who won what, um, starting off with. Best Supporting Actor 
the winner was Mahershala Ali for Green Book, which is excellent. Um, it's who we voted for. It's it who is we who predicted. we voted for, indeed. I mean, he was up against Adam Driver, Sam Rockwell, Timothy Chalamet and Richard E. Grant. Um, I, I didn't really see any reason for any of them to beat him to this. The only one that was a bit of a red flag for us is Richard E. Grant. We haven't seen Can You Ever Forgive Me yet, so we don't know where to go with that. Mm. Um, but, I mean, kudos to him, man. Like, he's just doing great. Um, we're going to have a review of Green Book out later this week, so stay tuned. But, you know, we do love it. It is a fantastic film. We look forward to sharing our thoughts with you. Um, best actor, though, best leading actor, Rami Malek. Rami Malek. Follows on from the Golden Globes. It's looking like Bohemian Rhapsody is going to carry on doing well. Um, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> we kind of like it. We kind of do. Like, yeah. I, I love Rami Malek, but I just didn't want him to get all of this praise for this role. Mm. I wanted him to get it for something better. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty good in the film. Like, that's not. That, yeah, but I just. I don't like just, the film. It, it, I, I no. like him in it. Yeah, true. Um, but it's interesting, though, because he won Best Actor at the BAFTAs, the British Film Awards, with Steve Coogan up for Stan and Ollie. Yeah. Um, and I, I was surprised that they didn't get a bit more of a nod. Yeah, Stephen Coogan, Steve, Stephen Coogan, Steve, Stephen, Coo- <laughs> Stephen Coogan, Stephen Coogan. Um, Stan Lolly got nothing this award, this this show, yeah. absolutely nothing. And I thought it would do like at least two or three awards in some description. Um, best film, the the big one of the evening went to Roma. Mm. Big up Roma, we do love it. I mean, Roma cleaned up this evening. I mean, there's going to be what were there in total four or five awards that, that film won? Yeah, and big ones. Um, Roma won best cinematography. Um, best director, best director. No, that was Yorgos. It, it won. It won foreign language film. Yes, yes, it yes. won um, cinematography. I cinematography. It won best film. Um, best director for Alfonso Cuarón. No, yes, it did. Didn't it? Yorgos yes, did. No. Oh wow! Alfonso Cuarón won best director. Oh. <laughs> Um, I, I was was I yeah, watching so the same it, show? So it won it won it won four or five. Like the two big winners were Roma and The Favorite, um, and with you know they they massively deserve it. I mean, its best supporting actress this evening was Rachel Vice, um, who edged it over Emma Stone, which was interesting because we had a bit of a debate a few weeks back when we did the predictions about who we felt was the better supporting actress, and mm. I came to the conclusion this week that Rachel Vice, I think Emma Stone is that little bit better, but Rachel Vice was, I was so, I wanted her to win so bad because it was the first time I've really connected with her in any kind of performance. Mm. Um, but it is, it is good that she won, especially because Emma Stone wasn't there and no one likes an award evening where the person that's won the award isn't there. It's also, shit, isn't it? what would happen if Emma Stone won? Would Rachel Weiss go up to collect the BAFTA? That'd be awkward, would it? would be very awkward, yeah. Um, and Olivia Coleman, obviously, for Best Actress. So we actually, we got the quartet, right? Exactly. Like, we successfully predicted the four best actors and actresses, um, which is awesome. Shame things went a little bit downhill after that. Yeah, it, but, um, that, it, was, all, it was great, yeah. Foreign language film was Roma, amazing. Best British film. Now, we really, really loved the fact that you were never really here got a look in for this. I know. And, you know, we had to vote for it just because it is probably the best film that me and you have shared together. Mm, mm. Um, it is phenomenal. 
Um, but we also said on, I think it was week 31 week where we did our predictions, we said that the favourite probably will win it, and it did win it. Um, but we were like, we can be proud of ourselves, but we did, we have, we, we did vote for, you were never really here. Yeah, very true. Mm. I mean, yeah, we're glad the favourite won. I mean, I'm just fucking happy that Bohemian Rhapsody didn't win, to be honest. Um, oh, yeah. A couple of films came out of this evening, though, that we haven't watched that I really think we should. One of them is Beast, starring Johnny Flynn. Um, and the other one is McQueen, the documentary about Alexander McQueen. I mean, there were clips of that shown this evening, which was also, both of those were up for Best British Film. And um, it does look incredible, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. We do. We definitely need to cover those at some point. What do you too. think of the all the clips of Can You Ever Forgive Me? Because I was getting more and more into the film as I was oh, going along. It does look fascinating. It does look yeah, really yeah, interesting. It absolutely fascinating. The Richard E. Grant scene where he's, where he's <laughs> chatting up that waiter. That, that I found that really, really funny. Mm, I found it compelling. Very clever. Yeah. Um, best film music, obviously, A Star Is Born. Like, yeah, good on them. They, yeah. they deserve it. I think it would have been a, it would have been a shame to give it to something else in this. I mean, the others are Mary Poppins Returns, Black Klansman, Isle of Dogs, and If Beale Street Could Talk. They all have nice scores, but there's nothing particularly outstanding about them. Mm. Um like Panther one special visual effects. That's I'm pre- not. That's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I'm not too surprised about that one. But well, actually, First it, Man. Fair, first Man is it, very a, novel. It was up against some heavy hitters like First Man, Avengers: Infinity War, Ready Player One. I'm not going to give Fantastic Beasts of Crimes of Grindelwald any credit. No. Um, best documentary was Free Solo. Now we thought it would be They Shall Not Grow Old, which Surely. is the, the Peter Jackson yeah. World War One biopic, the colourised film. Uh, but it wasn't, it was it was Free Solo, which has kind of been a bit of a barnstormer recently. Do you know about this film? Not much. It says it's basically it's about a free climbing uh climber. You know, nice, nice. That's, that's, what, that's what they do. Um, who scales this like sheer cliff face in Yosemite National Park and he does it without any kind of ropes or guides and does it completely solo. And the documentary is meant to basically trace his life and his build up to doing it um, and his subsequent climbing of this cliff face. And the scenes that I've seen, they're insane. They're like interviews with his wife where they're sort of saying you know like why'd you let him do this or aren't you afraid he's gonna die and all this stuff and Mm. it it just looks really deep it's tackling you know the life of an extreme endurance athlete um so yeah no i'm I'm glad it's got it i just think how could you not give it to a film that has colorized and done such an important job in re-documenting the great war Mm. um as good as good as a climbing documentary is, I just think that what they shall not grow old represents, and the the amount of work that went into it, I just think it deserves more of a, especially with the Baftas, as more well. of a look in. If I'm honest, yeah. Um, maybe they're a bit touchy because I heard that Peter Jackson made it with the New Zealand government. Really? So it's not even a British production. Uh, so maybe they're a bit like, mm, you should have come to us. Yeah, I know. Um, best cinematography for Roma. Um, Again, like that—that that is good. I, I, it's we we didn't give Roma much credit when we um, 
did these predictions in the first place because we hadn't seen the film yet. We've now since seen it. It's been one of our kind of highlights of 2019 so far. Um, yeah, we kind of thought that it was more going to be Star Wars Born-based rather than Roma-based. Yeah, we were so yeah. wrong, man. When we went into this award season, we thought the one that's going to clean up surely will be a Star Wars Born. We sort of laughed about the concept of Bohemian Rhapsody really getting any kind of look in. We had no idea what Roma was. And to be honest, when it came out, neither of us really cared. No, not at all. Um, we knew the favourite was going to be good. And especially at the BAFTAs, I think it's quite obvious that the favourite was going to be a heavy hitter tonight. Um, but there were, you know, there were some surprising ones. Like, I mean, best adapted screenplay went to Black Klansman. Well, Spike Lee's speech was odd. Oh, about... I don't like him, man. I find him quite arrogant. Yeah. Brooklyn's in the house. Not sure. <sighs> yeah. Is it? Is Brooklyn in the house? Not no, Brooklyn's not in the house. Brooklyn's not in the house. Wills and Kate are in the house. Wills and Kate in the house. Oh, they span to the Royals so much. I was playing a game how many times they did they? it. Yeah. Um, maybe they just have one camera on them the whole night. Well, to be fair, William is the, the president of BAFTA, which I, I keep on I keep on forgetting every year, and then I and then I have to remember. What do you think he does in that role? Um, signs, smokes a few J's, watches a few movies. Yeah, signs a few checks. <laughs> yeah. Um... Costume design and original screenplay again went to the favourite, which is nuts. Makeup and hair went to the favourite. Uh, best animated film. Yeah, oh, we actually is, voted on this one. We got this one right. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, thank God. Um, I mean, it didn't have... I suppose it, it, it on paper it looks like quite tough competition to be up against Isle of Dogs by Wes Anderson and The Incredibles 2, you know, the sequel to the eponymous family film mm. but in reality neither of those films really bear the weight that they should yeah Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs should have been that like incredibly long lasting brilliant movie that Grand Budapest Hotel was and it just wasn't and Incredibles 2 I've watched it twice I enjoyed it but it didn't really do anything that stuck with me it's not it's it's definitely not one of Pixar's best exactly. in fact it might be one of Pixar's worst but no I'm so, so happy for Spider-Man Spider-Verse I mean that film is just a diamond in a rough like mm. the, the fact that really quietly under the radar they came out with a superhero film that has a completely different artistic direction tells a completely different story includes a latino character makes it all more diverse and all more fleshed out while still retaining the core aspects of what makes superheroes so fundamentally exciting and engaging like it was it was brilliant i'm so proud of them for also that. changing the game in terms of anima anim animation the way they did it like the these painstaking painstaking attempts to change what it means to be animated it's that sort of graphic style yeah. so cool i mean best sound went to bohemian rhapsody that doesn't surprise me either i mean they merged in all of freddie's original original lyrics yeah I mean, I do find it quite funny. Like, the other nominees for Best Sound were Mission Impossible Fallout. I don't know, like, what? For some helicopter explosions. It's because it was loud, loud, um, and more loud. First Man, all right, I can get it. It's probably quite difficult to replicate real, like, astronaut sounds. That's definitely not what they're called. Astronaut sounds. Um, <laughs> a, a, a Star is Born. Yeah, you know what? Fair play. Like, they did film live at Glastonbury and Coachella mm. and stuff like that. That must be quite difficult. A Quiet Place. It's kind of a joke one, that, isn't it? Because it's like that film is sound is so important, as we'll, as we'll discuss in the run-up to the Oscars. But at the same time, does it have the best sound? It yeah. hardly has any sound. Yeah, it, 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 the sound is important because there is no sound. Um, best production design went to the favourite, which, I mean, it, it beats some big ones there. I mean, first, man, the production design on that alone, like we there was a clip shown this evening of... 
the effects and what they used and the machines and things at the studio, it looked ridiculously mm. intense. Um, beat Fantastic Beasts, beat Mary Poppins Returns, which is basically just a long series of set pieces. Um, Mary Poppins Returns is not getting anything this award season, is it? No, it's not. It's really getting not it's a lot. Not. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it all turned out pretty good. In 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 reality, out of the eleven that we guessed in the first place a few weeks ago, we got six right, which is a very, which is pretty good. Which is for us, it's it's fifty five percent, which is up from forty from the Golden Globes. So we've seen a fifteen percent increase in our ability mm. to correctly predict the awards. I will say though, Jake, that you at the time you had predicted seventy five percent. Is that what I said at the time? At the time you said seventy five percent. Shit! What did I, you say? I went much lower. I think I went to forty. Um, I think I said I'm going to base it on the Golden Globes, and I'm going. Um, I was I was being pessimistic. You were being optimistic. So basically, I was being too ballsy, and you were being a pussy. Yeah, but between us, actually, forty to seventy-five, the middle, the me- middle mark, the is fifty-five. So technically, we've got it pretty much bang on. That we've got the median. I don't think that's a justified way of explaining it. <laughs> no, no, that's probably not a justified way of explaining it. But anyway, suffice to say, we have done even better with predicting the BAFTAs, which we probably should because it's on our home turf. This should have been an easy win for us. Yeah, I and think we did. Uh, you know, we got at least half right, which is pretty. If good. we, had, I think, if we'd seen Roma before the BAFTAs had actually, we would happened. have fucking nailed it, mate. We would have got about fifteen billion out of twenty. Yeah, we, you could probably tell that we're quite tired at this point. <laughs> we've done, bit drunk. we've done, yeah, a bit drunk, a bit tired. Um, but roll on the Oscars. So the Oscars are on the twenty fourth of February. I think that's a Sunday night. So we need to work out whether we're going to do another one of these late night. Why on earth do they do it on a Sunday night? Oh, mate. Because well, even well, people in not, America... It's not, it's not, because it's like, it's Sunday night in the UK, isn't it? No, but so, I think it's also Sunday, like, mid-afternoon yes, to evening in the, in the States. Yeah, but mid-afternoon to evening is fine, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. It's like 1am for us. Oh. Um, but we will be going through the Oscar nominations and picking our brand new predictions for what we think is going to win. Um, not this week, the week after. Yeah, it's the week of the Oscars. Yeah, we'll do it We'll do it in the run-up to the Oscars. We're going to see if we can try and get even better this time. What do you think percentage-wise we'll get right out of our Oscar predictions? And now that we've seen all the films and now that we know that the, how the other award ceremonies have gone... I am going to be optimistic and guess 65. All right, I'm going to say 70%. Ooh, baby. I think we can get 70% of the Oscars right. Um, but anyway, thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed a brief kind of after review of the BAFTAs 2019. Mm. Thank you very much, Will. Thank you very much, Jake. And we will see you all later in the week for a review of Green Book. <laughs>